Hello, 49ers fans, and welcome to the Talking Touchdowns podcast. I am joined, as always, by Steph. How are you, Steph? I'm doing well, Tracy. How are you? I'm good. I'm very excited about our guest today. He's one of my favorite humans, and that is Eric Branch <laughs> from the San Francisco Chronicle. Hi, Eric. Hi. Hey, uh, thanks for having me. I believe this is my second time, so it's always, you know, you wonder, you know, I was on it once, but will I ever return? <laughs> so, <laughs> the fact that I got the, the invite again, I'm taking it as a, um, a positive sign. Especially considering, I don't know if you remember, when you were on last time, it was before the 2016 season, and I think you told us that there was a 64% chance that Colin Kaepernick would be a Denver Bronco during that season, but we still had you back. Exactly. I think, actually, I said, like, 24, but it garbled. Um, what do you think the chances are of Jimmy Garoppolo being on the 49ers next year? Uh, 164%. <laughs> okay. All right, well, now I feel really confident about our choice to have you back on. Um, so Eric, it is an exciting time in 49er land. Um, for those of you who may have missed it and I don't know how you did. And if you did, you should go back and look. Eric had done uh, Jimmy watch tweets for much of the beginning of the Garoppolo era before the era actually started. And they were pretty spectacular. Um, Eric, is he all he dreamed you'd be? He all you dreamed he'd be in more on the football field. (laughs) Yeah. I had some of my friends actually texting my college buddies texting during the game Sunday, like in the fourth quarter, they're like, all your sarcastic tweets are actually look like legitimate, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, he's, he's really that good. He really is. Um, he's like the savior. <laughs> yeah, so I was, you know, because there's so much hype had been made of him before he started the game for the 49ers, and, I, you know, like everyone, I thought he'd be pretty good, and, um, you know, damn anything with faint praise, but an upgrade over Brian Hoyer and C.J. Beathard. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, he really is. Like, I mean, he's, he's literally perfect. He's 5-0 as a starter. I mean, he has over 100. Uh, a rating over 100. I mean, he has three game when he drives. You just go on and on. And, um, you know, to the point where yesterday in the press conference, um, you know, it was like a reporter, Greg Cohn, said he looks like the greatest quarterback in NFL history. And, and Shanahan just kind of smiled and uh, laughed. You know, he didn't really dispute that. Uh, you know, not to say that that's what he thinks, but, you know, he, he understood, yeah, he kind of looks like that right now. Inevitably, there'll be some adversity, um, and, and maybe it'll be come with Jacksonville, which has the best defense in the NFL. But if he, like, carves up the Jacksonville defense, uh, you know, <laughs> Garoppolo hysteria will reach an entirely new level, I think. If he carves up the Jacksonville defense with the offensive line he has in front of him and everything he has around him, then I think we could just crown him the greatest of all time now and he should retire. I don't think he should play yeah, another that game. That would just be nuts. Like, oh, I'm about to get sacked. Now I'm going to fling another back foot, uh, you know, 30-yard strike into triple coverage and to Lewis Murphy, yes. uh, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I think he'll have a, you know... I think he'll kind of just because of the circumstances, um, if you just look at Jacksonville's D, it really is good. And if you look at Garoppolo's supporting cast, obviously he's elevated them. Um, but it, it would seem to be this would be a, a comeback down to earth game for him, really through no fault of 
his own, but just uh, the circumstances. But again, like I say, if that is not the case, then we'll just be like, oh my gosh, he is the greatest quarterback <laughs> in NFL history. I think maybe they shouldn't play him Sunday. I actually think it would be better for the Garoppolo mania to not play him Sunday and let him play against the Rams and then just hold up until next year. Because it would just be devastating. If he throws, like, multiple interceptions, I mean, people will cry. There will be tears at Levi's Stadium. Yeah, it probably will happen. At least he do look, I mean, not to spoil our fun, nor not to... And trying to take anything away from what he's accomplished or how good he he clearly is, but there has been a little bit of luck involved too. He has made some, uh, you know, truly bad decisions. I mean, you can count them on one hand, but the jump ball he threw to a good one along the sideline, you know, Sunday against the Titans, really should have been picked off. Um, and of course, Goodwin came down with it, and then he threw another one in the corner of the end zone. Actually, in the fourth quarter, like Dory Jackson really should have had it. Um, and he, he dropped it. So, uh, but again, well, what am I doing? That is actually spoiling the fun. <laughs> yeah, come on, Brent. About that. <laughs> come on. Well, <laughs> well, I think that the NFL football gods have, I don't know, have spared 49ers fans a little bit. I mean, we've d- deserved some uh, good fortune <laughs> the last few years we've had. So it's kind of fun to, like, 49ers football is fun again, and I think that that's huge for everybody involved. And it, I don't know, it was pretty bleak there for a while. So it's, it's been a good year. We, we see a little bit of the rebuilding process, but it's it's been rough on us. So I'm, 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 all, I'm all about, I'm on the train, I'm all about him, so I'm excited. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's like 49ers football, even during the Harbaugh era, it wasn't, it wasn't like a wide open um, greatest show on turf offense. It was more more of a smash mouth, you know, run the ball, right. and they had a great defense generally. Um, and you know, no one was complaining or no one was saying, "Oh, this is not exciting." It was actually you win, you win. there was one person yeah. that was complaining. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was it you? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was a former. <laughs> Former member of the front office, I think, did a lot of complaining. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I digress. I digress. Please continue. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but yet, they have not had this kind of, and again, it, it's just been three games, but, you know, by the list of things, this will continue. Um, and you just look at some of the numbers, like, I'd, I'd seen that, um, you know, they, they've, so in Grapple's first three games, they've had 388 yards in each each of his three starts, which is a nice number, but it's not, like, crazy. 388 yards, oh my gosh. But, uh, you know, they have not managed 388 yards in three straight games since 2003. <laughs> I mean, it's four, 14 years you haven't been able to pull that off. Um, so they have, they haven't insane. Had, they haven't had a quarterback throw for 3,400 yards, which, again, is a, is a very modest number. And since 2001. I mean, so yeah. these are all, you know, and this is, uh, you know, the franchise that has had Joe Montana and Bill Walsh and Jerry Rice and Steve Young. So it's almost uh, an insult to, to its legacy. Um, so in some ways, you know, this is the quarterback they've been waiting for uh, for quite some time. It's funny, too, because it's a little bit this season feels so long. Like, remember when Navarro Bowman was on this team? Do you remember <laughs> no, when Brian Hoyer... No, I think he left in 2015. Oh, did he? Okay, maybe that. So that's why I feel so long. 
I mean, remember when Brian Hoyer was the quarterback? Like, it feels like a million years ago. It's really yeah, it really odd. Does. No, it's because they're on their second season. There's, <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, you know, BG before Grappo and after after Grappo. BG. <laughs> BG. BG era. <laughs> and yes, that is a that is a Christ reference. Uh, yeah. He's uh, he's he's the savior. Clearly, um, I actually had a friend text me. Um, who said, I always thought the Messiah was Jewish. Turns out he's Italian. <laughs> there, Jimmy, Jesus. Jimmy, oh, did we just coin something there, Branch? <laughs> I saw that somewhere on social media. I can't take credit. Okay, because it's okay. pretty awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's pretty hilarious. Just in time for Christmas, you know. I did it in my Talking Touchdowns game preview video. I did refer to him as Santa Garoppolo. So <laughs> I wanted to do Jimmy Claus, but Matt Barrows beat me to it. So I went with Santa Garoppolo. <laughs> good options still out there. Yeah, so many, so many things. Um, so that's good time. So let's look ahead into this Jacksonville game. That defense is crazy good. Um, and Blake Bortles is playing very on Blake Bortles at like he's like lights out football apparently he's like very much a December quarterback um remains to be seen if he's a January quarterback so I do think this will be by far the toughest game that they have faced in the BG era I'm sorry AG era excuse me the AG era I'll get used to it at a certain point um what do you think Brancher I mean let's we've kind of touched on Grappa. we can get back to him but the 49ers defense is going to have its work cut out for it, too. Yeah, absolutely. But they've been playing, you know, they've like steadily been improving. I hate to bore everyone with stats, but I think since, you know, they, they've won four of their last five, and, and during that stretch they've allowed, like, the, the fifth fewest yards in the NFL, and they've held four straight opponents to under 100 yards rushing, which they haven't done since 2013. So it's kind of stuff like, you know, that, that stuff when they had Willis and Bowman and, um, you know, now they have Foster who's kind of, uh, you know, in that mold of, of those guys. Um, but, you know, they've had a lot of injuries, um, but, you know, other guys have stepped up. So I guess the point is they're playing really, really well. And the shocking thing is Blake Bortles is playing really, really well, too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think uh, so on December 7th, touchdowns, no interceptions, like the best highest quarterback rating of anyone, um, which is just stunning. Um you know, just considering he'd been in about a year and a half long funk. Um, so, you know, if he can can continue to do that and they have learned Fournette back, he missed last week, um, they do have, you know, it's kind of a sneaky good offense. Um, but the thing is, you know, if Bortles can, you know, take advantage of the secondary, you know, particularly Dante Johnson, who's really been struggling the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, that would, that would pose a problem. Um, I guess, as I say that, I, something you know, in me thinks Blake Bortles will not continue to do this. You know, this has to end. He's been playing well for, like, what, three or four weeks? This, this one he's is due. It's, he's, he's, he is due. due. <laughs> it's, that's, that's true. That's true. I mean, his, his passer rating the last three weeks has been, like, off the charts. So you're right. He's, he's due for a down game. And also, he's coming to 
you know, Garoppolo Stadium where just crazy <laughs> things happen there. <laughs> so I don't know. The, that that Jimmy magic may may work its magic. I don't know where I was going with that, you guys. I wanted to do something and it didn't it didn't go. <laughs> I, I would not be surprised if Garoppolo had a couple interceptions in this game. <gasps> I mean, Branch. you know, yeah. they'll just say Dante Johnson, your bench, Jimmy, get in there. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see. He's gonna. He's he himself is going to catch interceptions. I thought you yeah, meant he was exactly. gonna throw a couple. <laughs> I think he's already caught one of his own passes. That's so true. <laughs> he did catch one of his own passes, making <laughs> which is pretty <laughs> hilarious. Question for you: Do you think that the whole how how is the feel in the locker room? I mean, has it changed everything as far as the players go? I mean, I heard you know, of course, about you know the Goodwin you know um, behavior and how he was so impressed. But tell us a little bit about that. I mean, dramatically. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, I think um, BG. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do think it was impressive that you know the Niners were 0-9 and, and it's not like it was the greatest atmosphere just because they were 0-9 but you know you didn't ha- have the sense that guys were, were packing it in it seemed like you know it was relatively uh, positive I think in part because of expectations and, and they do believe you know in the people leading them Shanahan and John Lynch and um, so because of that, I don't think it was getting to be, nor would it have been a toxic atmosphere. But, you know, after, like, getting hammered uh, by the Cowboys and hammered by the Eagles and you had C.J. Beathard, who was fine, but probably not your answer long term, I, I do think it would have gotten to the point of, you know, just trying to finish the season so you could get to the off season and continue to retool the roster. Um, you know, but now I think what's happened is, like legitimate excitement. I mean, teams that are going to the playoffs, you know, and then are still playing in December are, you know, like, when can we start vacation? When is this going to end? But I really do think there's legitimate excitement because they're looking ahead to next year and say, wow, what if we beat Jacksonville? You know, what if we beat the Rams? You know, what does that mean for next year? So I think they're, you know, still trying to figure out how good they are currently, you know, now that Garoppolo is there. And that's created excitement, uh, you know, because they're thinking, hey, you know, who knows what could happen next year? So it's instead of trudging toward the end, um, you know, there's legitimate reason uh, to have motivation and excitement. And I would say there's a marked difference in. Branch, stop me if, if you disagree, or stop me if you agree. But there's a marked difference between. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> a marked difference between last year's locker room at this time and this year's locker room. And I, you know what, I would even take that a step further. Now it's different because they have won a few games, but, you know, even a few games ago, between 0 and 9 this year and 1 and 10 last year, it's like a completely different atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, you ask people, kind of, get players, kind of semi facetiously, like, how great is Garoppolo? And they, they kind of answer your question, you know? And, and I think, you know, that he's really created that. Like, there is a, you know, not that it wasn't before, not that it weren't leaders before, not that Joe Steele and guys like that went there before, but now there is, you know, this guy, like, okay, this is his team. This is a franchise quarterback. Um, and so that, that certainly turned, turned around the mood. I mean, I think maybe one of the greatest examples is that we now have something called Selic time. 
Garrett, Garrett Selleck, who is a, a good tight end. I take nothing away from him. I think he is a good, talented tight end. But he's like, it's, there's, a, there's a hashtag, Selleck time, for Garrett Selleck. I don't know that anyone saw that one coming no. <laughs> earlier this season. Right. That's an example of like when teams are going well and uh, there's a certain chemistry. I mean, there's there's stuff like that. You, you find, um, you know, boom boxes the size of city blocks uh, that they're going out <laughs> to, you know, before they are listening to before the game, you know, in the tunnel. Um, there's just, you know, there's stuff like they're having fun. It's kind of reminiscent of when things first started turning with Jim Harbaugh and, you know, everything was fresh and new and, and everyone loved who's got it better than us and um, we can do anything with the San Francisco 49ers and, uh, I mean, everything Harbaugh said and the guys just loved. Uh, you know, now maybe it got stale because he said it all the time for four years. But it's reminiscent a little bit, uh, you know, the stuff like Selleck time. Like, Selleck clearly is embarrassed by it and I think that's why guys love it even more you know uh, so they, they continue <laughs> to say it uh, but yeah he, he you know Chris Daly kind of explains Silent Time really well and just saying he is not a flashy tight end he, he's not fast um, he's not any of those things so when you see him running for 61 yards <laughs> it's Silent Time and that, that explains it Yes. Uh, obviously. That, obviously, that, that's what Selleck time is. Well, it was, it was a slightly better explanation <laughs> than, than Marquise. It was a slightly better explanation no, no. than Marquise it's Goodwin's funny. explanation. It's fun, and it's exciting, and I, I think it's... We had a slight technical difficulty there. Maybe it was all that Selleck time talk. It was just too much for the airwaves. <laughs> It's yeah, just too... I think it was a little too excited, actually. <laughs> <laughs> too excited. <laughs> um, but we're back now um, and talking about the new, fun, good-look 49ers who have Selleck time. Um, <laughs> but I, so, oh, so there's that. But it really is amazing. I mean, imagine, you know, when you start to think of, like, what Garoppolo can do, they shore up that offensive line, they give him a few more weapons. This team, I think, has gone from rebuilding to, obviously, they're still rebuilding, but it doesn't seem quite nearly as dire as it did a few weeks ago. No, and he's shown that, like, you know, before it was like, you know, 21 days ago, it was like, oh, Marquise Goodwin was okay. Uh, mm-hmm. An okay free agent signing. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle check is kind of underwhelming. Um, the offensive line is horrendous. But now it's like Marquise Goodwin is a great, you know, all-pro wide receiver. Juice Jack was a shrewd signing. And the offensive line is kind of sturdy. You know, and, uh, you know, now not to discount what those guys have done, but it's like, you know, Garoppolo obviously has made pass catchers look better just because he's a guy that, you know, hits them, you know, uh, more often than not, in stride and, and you know lets them run run after the catch and you know his quick release has. I mean, he's still gotten pressure, he's still gotten hit, but um, you know it's so much different than CJ Beathard. And, and not to knock him, he's a rookie, not, not put in the greatest situation, and you know he's willing to take the hits, but um, you know Garoppolo has a way to to you know oftentimes avoid pressure or just get the ball out before anyone can get to him, and it, it's a, a pretty stark difference um but that being said you know i I would think that they would put a huge priority on on protecting you know their (laughs) their biggest investment or what will be their biggest investment when he signs that 500 million dollar (laughs) contract and you know really fortify i think they'll find a tackle 
Um, you know, Staley's still, Joe Staley's still playing at a high level. Um, but, you know, maybe in the, not maybe in the interior, but certainly in the interior, um, try to upgrade there. Um, and then, yes, I mean, teams have shown you can, you can still win without, you know, Julio Jones or, you know, a, a you know, you know, just clear cut number one elite wide receiver. But I do think, you know, they, someone to pair with Pierre Garçon and now the great Marquise Goodwin um, <laughs> would be pretty formidable uh, as well. And they have the salary cap space and, and the draft capital to do it. So um, it's crazy how positive everything is around a 4 and 10 team, but <laughs> that's what it is. Um, I, have, I have a question for you, Branch. That it's I've... exciting. It's like something else. And I think what you hit on is that, you know, AG, <laughs> we really have, like, that quarterback makes everyone look a little bit better, and that really helps. And, and who doesn't want to look better and really benefit from that? So it's exciting, and I think um, it's going to be a real difference maker. Branch, I yeah, No, absolutely. You know, obviously, it, it already it, it is, and it'll be interesting. You know, Jacksonville and the Rams to finish are, are two, obviously, division leaders, playoff teams, um, you know, it wouldn't be a huge shock if either team was in the Super Bowl. I, I well, okay, if Blake Bortles is in the Super Bowl, that would shock me. But <laughs> the point being, uh, <laughs> they're really good teams. So it'll be uh, extremely interesting, uh, you know, Jacksonville at home and then having to go play the Rams on the road. Um, you know, it is intriguing uh, to see how, how they'll fare. And even if they keep it close and competitive, I think um, I don't think that would take away from too much of the optimism that's going around right now. That's girl optimism to you, Eric. So is your pick <laughs> definitely on the offensive line for the draft? I know we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but I've been wanting that for, I don't know, years and years, but now's the time it seems better than ever to do it. Well, I'm sorry, the offensive line in the draft is a top one? Yeah. Yeah, I would, um, I would think so just because it's, I mean, you can see, you know, particularly the Texans game, Garoppolo got knocked around pretty good. I'm sure every time he gets hit, uh, you know, John Lynch and company are having a heart attack. Um, so you can't avoid that as a quarterback, but the, the less, the more you can minimize the risk of him getting injured uh, because he's getting, you know, battered. Um, you know, I think that just has to be a, a major priority. So, um, you know, I know Daniel Kugler, the center, is going to be a free agent. Uh, then they got Fusco, and I think like in Tomlinson, who they traded for uh, just before the season has been a bit underwhelming. My point being, I, there are obvious positions to um, where they can improve in the interior, which is, has been an issue. Um, and, you know, I, I, I would assume they'll try to um, sign Trent Brown to an extension um, because he is really good. There are questions sometimes about his as they say, his motor. Um, and, uh, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how he rehabs from a shoulder injury. And, you know, that could potentially determine if they think he's part of the long-term future. My guess is that he's, he has so much potential and he already is so good um, that you might just have to deal with um, some of the other question marks surrounding him. Um, so anyway, I, I mean, even that situation on the offensive line, a lot of teams w- would take it just because it's so hard to find, you know, good tackles, and the 49ers have, you know, two very solid ones. All right, and with that, 
I think we will wrap it up as the podcast gods have been giving us a couple of signs that, that we're done. Eric, Eric, Eric. Why are you still talking to this guy? Do not have, do not have him done the third time. <laughs> um, no, we love having you on, Eric. Eric Branch, you're the best. It's been fun. I'm not yeah, the first one to say it, but and I won't be the last. <laughs> you're the best. He's well, thanks. Uh, likewise, I, I, I really enjoyed that conversation. I, I hope it happens again. Oh, it will. Don't worry. It will. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, everybody. We will talk to you next time. Go Niners. Go Niners. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.